Are you looking to get in touch with that sensual side of yourself? Well, then guess what? I am here to tell you all about Dipsy. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories to help you explore some of these desires and passions. And let me tell you, these stories are sexy truly. (laughs) Their audio stories bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. You can discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. And new content is released every Every week. So in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. They also have stories you can read if you prefer that. And they have soothing sleep stories and wellness sessions. They've got it all. You seriously need to check them out and browse. Prepare yourself for the heat, okay? Let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, relax and unwind, or heat things up with a partner. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash momdad. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash momdad. Dipsystories.com slash momdad. Your mom and dad. Well, welcome home, family. It's your mom and dad. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I mean, clearly we need a Help. Uh, <laughs> clearly we need a song like Creed to start this day mm-hmm. off this glorious holy day because we have gathered here together to discuss the Vanderpump reunion mm-hmm. part one and holy smokes. It's absolutely beautiful and in, in, in like just in the way that like. I'm sure a comet headed toward the earth before it explodes all of life. You're kind of like, wow, that is wow, gorgeous. That's gorgeous. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, look at how it cuts through the sky with its ball of flames. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then you're just like, isn't that so beautiful? Well, I love y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Into the Ice Age we go. This is a perfect description <laughs> of the reunion. Honestly, too, I am so delirious today. Like, the mm-hmm. level of delirium, and I blame. A hundred percent, I blame Sandoval. And and I'm being serious. Like, I feel delirious and I blame Sandoval because this stinking show. I blame Sando. I blame the show because this stinking show, we've been binging it so much that all the conversations about like all the dynamics happening have led to in our household, me and you staying up when we should be sleeping mm-hmm. until like two in the morning, having in-depth discussions about like life and what happened if one of our friends and remember that one time that our, I mean like we're staying up till two in the morning leading to arguments hundred because it's like, you'll start talking about the show and then it'll like bring up a topic about them. And then you'll have a conversation about something and then it'll lead down another path. And next thing you know, we're like fighting and it's <laughs> we're like, wait, 
<laughs> Sandoval's now affecting our lives on a personal deep we're level. We're arguing about something and then we're apologizing and then we're like, oh yeah, you know, remember that time when, and we've worked through that. I mean, it's, it's literally taking over our lives. Now I don't even know what has been said when. Like and it's blending all together. I know. I don't even know what is our life anymore and what is their life. There, It's the same life. It's the same life. And like we said in the last episode, you have been radically busy yeah, yeah so yeah. you've been gone you know all day so mm-hmm. we've been recording these we've been doing them early in the morning mm-hmm. so when you do get home late at night mm-hmm. we should be going to bed that but yet here <laughs> here we are <laughs> you walk into the house and you go okay i was watching this one part of the episode yeah. and then we're off to the races and it's yes. just hours and hours later and i look at the clock and i'm like oh my god i guess we're sleeping for an- three and a half hours again yes. tonight yeah i'm kind of definitely on old fumes here yeah that's what i'm saying like, the delirium when i look at the actual <laughs> numbers of hours it's been like about four hours a night for the last like week but it's fine baby because we're high <laughs> on life i also <laughs> feel like i'm losing my mind because in between all of this for some reason we have a neighbor, someone visiting a neighbor. I don't know what's going down. A few houses down, who's and this is zero exaggeration, whose car alarm goes Every off. Day. No, no. You're gone. You've yeah, been gone. That's true, that's I'm telling you, it goes off once every hour and they don't turn it off for about you know, five minutes, which is a long time. And I have audio things. I have sensory stuff that I struggle with. And so I'm sitting there just like no sleep, mixing my life in with Sandoval. The car alarm is just beeping in the background. The dogs are going crazy because of the car alarm every hour. And I'm like, what is this? I'd walk over there and knock on his door and be like, I'll pay for it. Whatever it is. Whatever's going on with your car, I'll pay for it. I can't figure out whose car it is. You need to go outside and wait for it and then like every sit outside for like five hours and then just like when you hear it walk towards it and then when you discover it just knock on the door be like i'll do it part of me i don't care what it costs part of me starting (laughs) to think that it's in my mind because oh that starts to happen about two days ago i like went outside as soon as i heard it beeping and i'm like i'm gonna find this car okay i'm gonna find this car and have maybe a conversation with the neighbor because this is happening not just during the day in the middle of the night at first thing yeah. in the morning, like it's I, nonstop. I hear it every morning. <laughs> Before I leave, I definitely hear the yeah. car alarm going off one, two or three times. It's, it's, seems like. <laughs> it's driving me crazy. And so I ran outside and I'm looking along the streets for this car. Can't find it. So yeah. then I'm like, am I losing it? It's like the beginning of every horror movie. You know, it's like you hear something, but the only the one person hears it. And so then they like to go outside into the woods where they hear the sound. And then, of course, dead. A thousand percent. That's what I feel like I'm at the beginning of. Yeah. Yeah, so the, the, there is no car alarm. There's no car There's alarm. There's just a monster luring you into a There's home. There's no car alarm. There's no Vanderpump rules. It doesn't exist. It's just in my mind. I'm not here either. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the simulation. <laughs> so that's how we're doing. <laughs> what is happening? Okay. Well, clearly, all that we're thinking about is the Vanderpump rules reunion. So I want to dive into that. Yeah. Um, I also do want to share a story with the family quickly about our kiddo because oh I was laughing so hard when I picked her up from school yesterday. But first we have to take a quick pause. Okay. Quick pause. 
So family, I want to tell you all about Optigreens 50 from first form. I'm trying to look out for my body, okay? And did you know that about 80% of your immune system is located in your gut and digestive tract? So obviously healthy digestion is essential for overall health and wellness. Well, Optigreens 50 is a precisely formulated greens superfood powder meant for overall immune system support and digestive health. OptiGreens 50 has 50 chosen ingredients effectively dosed. It's not necessarily how many ingredients. The more important point is that the right amount of each of the ingredients. There are five different blends in OptiGreens 50 for different digestive health and immune system benefits. And 100% of the greens ingredients are all grown and manufactured in the USA. And let me tell you something, okay? Their taste and texture are like no other product on the market. And Mm -hmm. trust me, I'm real picky about this. And it is good. It's not gritty. And it has this like sweet berry flavor from natural flavors. In fact, they're so confident in the flavor that if you don't like it, they offer, check this out, 110% money back guarantee. Okay? Send it back if you don't think this is the best tasting and highest quality greens powder on the market. And they'll give you your money back plus 10%. Okay? Confidence, baby. Visit firstform.com slash mom dad that's firstform.com slash mom dad that's the number one s-t-p-h-o-r-m dot com slash mom dad for free shipping through this link on any orders over 75 dollars firstform.com slash mom dad i want to share like i said oh yeah like i said i want to share about something that happened so I don't know if people saw, but I posted on my Instagram the other day that our daughter Ember is becoming obsessed with arm wrestling. Like arm wrestling is the new thing. And let me tell you, one day this kid was like, let me challenge you to an arm wrestle. And I'm like, okay, cute. I'm going to act like, yeah. you know, I'm, it's tough for a second, but then I'll, I'll be honest with her and, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll win. Right. Right. We set up our first arm wrestling situation and I start sweating. I'm like, I don't know if I can beat this kid. Like genuinely, it was hard for me. And we're going back and forth. And eventually, at one point I won. Since then, she's beat me numerous times. She wants to arm wrestle constantly. As soon as she gets home from school, it's arm wrestle, arm wrestle. I mean. She arm wrestles me all the time. And she does this thing where she's like, she knows when I'm not trying. Dude, she's seven year old. So I'm just like, I'll just sit there and and I'll be. You know, and I'll kind of give it a little bit. She's like, Dad, you're, you're not using your full strength. I want you to go at least half strength. And, what, and then what does she <laughs> so say? So she calls it the genuine arm wrestle. The genuine arm wrestle. Because she's like, oh, you need to be God. genuine with this. So then she'll be like, <laughs> yeah. Mom, Dad, one, two, three, genuine arm wrestle. Right. And just like, like puts her arm out. And, she's like, and she's like, Ugh. And then like, if she starts losing, she's just like, yeah. Like, she's obsessed. <laughs> and, she's, and she's so strong. So strong. It's very weird. Because like, she's just a little beanpole. I know. But then all of a sudden, she just, she'll look at me and she'll be like, Dad, look at my Muscle. Look at this. Oh. What's this one called? I'm like the bicep. She's like, yeah, I got the bicep. She's <laughs> so strong. Like there is no way that within the next year that she beats me every time. No questions asked. It's getting out of hand. And I'm, I don't feel like, I feel like I have decently strong arm muscles yep. and she can crush me. So this has been going on in the home with the family for, you know, the past like month or two. Well, I go to pick Ember up from school yesterday and I swear to you I walk in and I look on the playground and I see Ember and there is a line 
of six to seven children waiting to arm wrestle her. A full line, okay? Dish, give me no, your money. She's, <laughs> she's standing there like the... Like, and there's a guy, come say the great attraction of the world. She'll arm wrestle any man or woman. It's the strongest child in the world. It's like a circus announcer from the 20s. It's like, here you, here you, here you. Come over here, get your money's worth. She's, she's captured the amount imagination of the worldwide you know <laughs> just goosh, goosh, no goosh. there was a there's a full-blown line waiting to arm wrestle her like the kids are i'm like clearly embers now started a league in right. her school for kids to arm wrestle her and that's like the main attraction it's like can you beat ember that day and by the way you know this line is mostly made up of um kids who are much older and like bigger than her Right. So these yeah. kids. So you're looking at them going there. She's clearly not going to beat these kids. I stand and I watch her for about five, ten minutes secretly beats all of them. Doosh, doosh, doosh. And then she sees me around the corner and she just yells across the playground. She goes, Mom, I beat everyone. Come here. Let them see me beat you. And so then I have to go and walk of shame to the center of this playground and have all these kids circle around me and watch me get beaten in arm wrestling by my seven year old daughter. It's insane. already taken out all these kids so you think she's like and for the final entree (laughs) the final boss. I I just picture it that she has a table set up. And and there's like a sign that just says like Ember the Arm Ambrose. <laughs> you know what I mean? And there's like money and you have to like put in five bucks and if you beat her, you get you, you get to double your money, but if you lose, she keeps your money. Instead of like an, uh, a lemonade stand, yeah. she just sets up just an arm wrestling station. I love this. <laughs> They're getting bets going. As long as she's, you know, making money off this thing, I'm down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I could just, I want her on the playground like doing deals. I want to be like, hey. 50 cents, I can beat you. It's just like taking everyone's money. <laughs> but legitimately, I'm surrounded by a circle of children made a spectacle of arm wrestling. Now the teachers are coming over and because they're they've been watching Everyone's Ember like, just crush everyone. This? And I'm I'm arm wrestling with her for like minutes and I'm I'm breaking a sweat. We are like in a just a stiff a like we're duel. locked in and, and she's she, already ran through 10 kids so it's like she's already tired. And you know? she eventually beats me and you know the, the kids they're passing Roaring. out they're cheering her name it's a full roar. They pick her up like this and she's <laughs> like, just like and we're just like we just see her in 20 years and she's got just one massive arm and just, she's just like hauling it around like oh yeah <laughs> a full Popeye situation Oh my gosh, dude! Once she, once she, once she smells defeat, she's kind of got that tenacity in her. She oh, can yeah. lay it down. Like she does have this like competitive, really competitive side. Like once she, she kind of finds something she's good at, she she's like, "We're doing this all the time. We're never stopping." Uh, you know what's smart though, because you shouldn't invest too much time in stuff you're really bad at. <laughs> invest time in stuff you're good at. You know, and she doesn't waste time with anything she's not good at. She's like, I want nothing to do with something I'm not good at. If I'm good at it, I'm let's do it all the time. No, that's actually something that, you know, we have to have conversations about. Like, we know that maybe. This isn't something that comes naturally, but, you know, we push through. She's like, nah, I'm over it. I'm I'm focusing on all the things that (laughs) I'm great at. Forget about it. And I'm like, I support that. But also there are some things in life that we do have to practice. (laughs) And she's like, no, books out of here. Bikes out of here. Arm wrestling only. (laughs) Arm wrestling and dancing (laughs) and singing. 
So, anywho, that's my tale for the day. Wow, that's my uh, I mean, my anecdote for the day. She's a legend. She's a legend. She's so. Oh, oh, and Uno. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do feel like between Uno and arm wrestling, she should be able to make a career out of that. Well, it's starting as Uno, but soon it will be poker. <laughs> so it'll be that's arm wrestling what I'm talking about. And poker. So there's kind of a Vegas element to this too. Like, come, like maybe. I, I have an idea. What she she gets really good at poker. She starts playing <laughs> poker, right? Uh-huh. If she beats you, you have a chance to win your money back through an arm wrestling. I like that. Uh, you know what I mean? I like that. And could you imagine it's like an underground game? And you're like, have you played the one with the arm? Have you played the arm? And everyone's like, what are you talking about? It's like, you play poker, and if you lose, you can arm wrestle her. And if you beat her, then you get your money back. It's like, ah, oh, it's pretty good. It's an underground game, though. <laughs> <laughs> a Vegas legend, the arm. don't say this to her because i feel like she'd run with it she'd like it too much we're not (laughs) she'd love the game of it all she'd love the The competitiveness yes oh anywho should we get into this i think we should get into it let's get into this off the top yeah and i know this happened midway through the episode but i have to tell Mm -hmm. you in this wild ass reunion that was absolute chaos like you said a comet hitting the earth my most favorite part was when tom schwartz got the timeline wrong oh my god when tom schwartz was asked by andy cohen about when he found out that sandoval had been sleeping with raquel and found out about the affair and he totally confidently goes he was telling me in July about how he had an intimate conversation with her and she made him feel seen when he was struggling. And then about mid-August, he told me what had been going on. And Sandoval looks at him and goes, mid-August? And then they flash back. <laughs> and then they flash back to Sandoval getting interviewed by Andy Cohen. And he's like, Schwartzy knew um, about late January. <laughs> it's like eight months off. It's literally, it's one thing to be like August, and I think it was September or October. It's like, dude, seven months later. Seven months later. And, and the whole affair has been going on for eight months. So yeah, it's just yeah. like. You're just like, and then and then all the cast just bursting into laughter after Lala goes, oh, uh-oh, someone got their timelines wrong. <laughs> after they had just said how Sandoval does that, did that with Ariana, did that with Christina, it's always orchestrating, like, by the right. way, you got a lot of the cameras. Well, and then Ariana's like, oh, well, I guess you were able to uh, have a sit down with Raquel to game plan what you guys were going to say, but wasn't able to have one with Schwartzy yes. yesterday. And all I could picture, and it set me into just a fit of giggles Mm -hmm. was I just pictured that right before they started filming that Schwartzy and Sandoval had a quick moment and Sandoval's like, okay, dude, you got to get the timeline. Come on, man. (laughs) Come on, man. Remember late January guy, not late August, late (laughs) January, bro. And he's like, you, are you sure you're going to remember? And Schwartz is like, yeah, 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 for sure. I got this. I got, I got this. this guy. I'm going to remember. I promise. I promise. He's like, are you sure you're going to remember? He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I've got a special high caliber 
cutting edge technique of how I'm going to ensure that I won't forget this. Cut to him right before the reunion, writing on his hand. <laughs> late August. Notes. I mean, yeah, remember. Oh, wait, wait, what was it? Late, late January. Late, late January. January. He writes it on his hand. And he's got, I just picture him having his hand just covered in notes to use throughout the reunion. And two minutes before the reunion starts, he uses the bathroom, washes his hands, and all of a sudden is like, no! And the notes are just dripping <laughs> off of his hands. And they're completely illegible. And Schwartz is just in the mirror like, oh, God. What was oh, it? God. What, what was, was that? It? What's that month? Uh, is that August? Is that January? <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. I love the idea of him him just right before he goes out, just going like this. Uh, and then walks out. And there's just ink all over his face. And he comes out. And he's just like... But he just does one of those, like, oh, God. And the, But it's all over his face. Everybody's wondering, like, what is he wearing? What is that? It's all over. And you would have caught the moment on camera where he realizes he looks down at his hand to check, and then his eyes just get huge. He's like, he's like late August? Oh, my. He's like, you know what? I'm going to be honest, man. It's just, it's so crazy. It's I, I wonder, like, there is a side of me that goes, yeah. Because obviously, like, again, you know, even when he's like, listen, I'm not an idiot. And then, like, Lisa Vanderpump went like, yeah, well. you know, like, everyone's like, yeah, we love you because you're an idiot. You know, we love you because you're like, you're the golden retriever of the group, you know. Yeah. Um, But it was interesting. Like, I, I was, like, debating. I was kind of like, did he kind of, did they talk about it? Which they clearly did, right? I mean, yeah. To get their timelines right. Did he mess it up? Or did he kind of see how bad it was out there and kind of go, this is a lot worse than I thought. People are coming for our head. Yeah. I I tend to lean towards I've that. I've stuck with Sandoval to this point. It has ruined my life. <laughs> so I might just kind of jump ship right here. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I'm just like, you know what? Let's fuck it. You know, worst case scenario. I've already tried the Sandoval route. It's ruined everything. I'm going to try the kind of like, let's see if I can abandon him now a little bit and yeah. see if that kind of wins me some favor. I tend to agree with you that that was what it was. Yeah. Because even when he, when Schwartzy walked out and he was the first one out there with Andy Cohen and he's just kind of like. I, I felt like that was almost kind of a intentional first walk out. It's just like, hey, hey, guy, what, what? Hi, Andy, how are you? And then Andy's like, I have a question for you. Were you silent or were you silenced? And Schwartzy's like, it was both. It's right. bad. It's bad. He goes, Dude, it's a fucked up situation, man. <laughs> he's starting to kind of be like, uh oh, here we go. Right. And then after the fact that he already just said both. Means like he's like, this is a lot of pressure. And he doesn't do well. He doesn't know. Pressure. He doesn't know how to handle pressure. Uh-uh. He starts to crumble. They, sh- they, We've seen him. <laughs> it's got to be the worst spy of all time. <laughs> like Schwartz would just be like, dude. He's like, guys, I like you guys a lot. So like, I just feel like you should know that I am a spy. <laughs> but like, it's not a personal thing. It's just work. But like, honestly, I don't even like those guys at that back home. Like they're losers. You guys are awesome. Bubba's, I'm going to have to report all of you and you're all going to go to jail, but like we should get a great dinner after but this. Dude, listen, once you get out, like you're going to have spent so much quality time like to yourself and like I honestly think like we'd have the best time. Okay, I mean, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Worst by of all time. He's just like, dude, I didn't know you guys were like killing people and stuff. Man, this stinks. I thought we were just kind of doing like a like a, like a little hideout fun I thing. I thought we were having fun. 
fun. Uh, I didn't know there was like espionage and stuff. Bubba's, I thought that you knew I was a spy the whole time. I wasn't trying to lie. Honestly, I kind of joined the military because like I kind of just wanted like a little hide and go seek thing. Like I always loved hide and go seek as a kid, so I thought like. I'd like to be a spy or whatever. He but calls like all the opponents Bubba's. Yeah, he's like, dudes, Bubba's. He's like, listen, man. He's got like he's got like he's interrogating someone in a dark room with like uh, something. He's just like, dude, here's the thing. I'm I don't like this whole thing. Okay. I don't like the fact that we're sneaking around. We're talking. And we're I don't even like the fact that we're you're an enemy. Like even that word is just like not cool, bro. Um <laughs> But I do have to ask you some questions. And if I don't get the answers out of you, so like mad. they're going to be so mad at me and they're going to like be pissed. So like if you could just tell me and then we could like, <laughs> dude, honestly, like whatever you want, Chipotle, like, whatever, I'll get it for you, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. That makes, it's, so, it's so accurate. Schwartz, the spy. Well, have you seen? I There was the commercial for I think it's called Stars on Mars that I believe is airing on Fox where there's a bunch of reality TV stars and individuals who yeah. are d- basically doing a simulation like they're astronauts in Mars and yeah. Schwartzy's on the cast and all the clips of this show is him saying stuff and everyone in the cast looking at him being like is this guy for real right now? Where he's just like what's a planet guy? <laughs> like he's just kind of Dude, I'm telling you, though. Gravity is crazy. <laughs> like, he's so thrilled like, by it. It's, it's actually like kind of precious. Invisible, like, it's kind of precious. Yeah. Because gravity's amazing. Gravity's wild, dude. <laughs> I will say, though, those people seem to live a pretty dope existence. Well, it's it's getting rough for Schwartzy right now because yeah, but he's he still used isn't to... <laughs> feeling the weight like everyone else. You know what I mean? Like he's still like everyone's screaming and fighting and crying, and he's just like, dude. He's still making jokes to the a... side. There was when a he moment. Talks to Sheena, he yeah. goes better than this. How's that possible? Like, he's just like having a yeah, good when time she, when in she, life. When Sheena says like you deserve better, Katie, <clears throat> you were right. <laughs> Schwartzy's go better than this. She like he's making he's jokes. making crazy cracking jokes. Everyone's having a good time. We'll get over this. Like you guys are kind of mad or whatever, but like, well, everything's fine. Like we're brothers and sisters. We're having a blast. And everyone's like, you're dead to me. And he's just like, that's not, that's not sweet. I'll tell you that much. It's not very sweet. When he calls out Katie about the Joe situation, his like ex roommate that became a situation. Yeah, 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 he's yeah, like, it's yeah. really mean, Katie. And then it cut to them being like, you, she's like, you cheated on me multiple times in our relationship. And he's like, well, I mean, I don't know. What do you want me to do about that? I mean, that's just like, <laughs> dude. Yeah, the thing about the two Toms is that I think just like in general, there seems to be this like, they don't connect their actions with the fallout there's just this like i did a thing and i don't get why everyone's freaking out yeah and then they blame and then they're blaming (laughs) everyone else for their thing but it's like i've just never seen that level of like you're not connecting you blowing everything up it's like i had the detonator i pressed it and i'm looking over there why is everything in pieces and it's just like (laughs) And it's wild, too, because Raquel's the same way. And it's like the three of them together. It's like, what is this trio? What is happening? You guys pathologically lied to your best friends and your life partners for eight months. Mm -hmm. And then there's like a clip of Raquel saying they're trying to make us out as like liars. And, and, you're and like, we know we're not. And I'm going like, it's 
just crickets. They're trying to make us out to be pathological liars, and the whole audience is just like dead silent, just like staring into the abyss, like, and. <laughs> It's wild. It's the three wild. of them together. It They're is unbelievable. It was it was so interesting to see. I mean, obviously, Raquel's not out there right now. It's, I'm going to be very interested once in this next episode, we see the three of them together, because right now, what obviously I'm living for is the fact that the rest of the cast is fully united under one concept. So, like, I think typically when you have reunions, everyone is kind of sectioned off in like twos. Right. So it's like the couple's. Or the two besties and they're all fighting with each other because there's so much drama. I don't think I've ever seen a reunion where it's like everyone's on one side and then there's one or two people on the other side. Right, right, right. There's generally some allies. Battle royale from the get. Um, I do. Okay, I want to do. I do want to say something uh, as well. Going back to the Schwartzy thing with your concept. But first, we have to take a quick pause. Quick pause. Hello, my name is Jess Ambrose and. I'm an overpacker, which is typically a problem, but not with base. Base is an overpacker's dream. It can be hard to fit everything in, especially when it comes to luggage. With base, there is room for everything. 15 pairs of underwear for a weekend trip? No problem. Deciding between a few pairs of shoes? Bring them all with base. I'm obsessed with their weekender bag, but all their luggage is a 10. We love base. So good. Base was created by actress Shay Mitchell to make sleek and affordable bags, luggage, and accessories designed to help you travel effortlessly while still looking fashionable. Base has thought of everything you could ever want in a piece of luggage. 360 degree gliding wheels, a cushioned handle, built-in weight indicator, washable bags for your dirty clothes, and all the interior pockets you ever need to keep organized. Their luggage comes in multiple sizes and colors, and for shorter trips, the Weekender bag is super functional and even has a place to store your shoes separately, and every piece is made to look better with miles, so you don't have to worry about it in cargo or overhead. And check this out. Base has 30,000 five-star reviews. Holy smokes. Whether you're packing for a quick trip or looking to breeze through the security line, Base has your personal items Covered. Right now, Base is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash momdad. Go to basetravel.com slash momdad for 15% off your first purchase. That's B-E-I-S travel.com slash momdad. So we've been looking to save money lately. And one way we know we can save is ordering out less. But the problem is, I'm not a chef, and I can really struggle in the kitchen, as most of you know, but I want to eat that delicious, nutritious food. Well, I can have it all with HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh makes dinner time a snap with deliciously easy options that will please everyone at your table. From pescatarian to veggie, they have a meal plan that suits your lifestyle. Plus, you can swap out proteins and sides for what you want. And by the way, their new fast and fresh options are ready in just 15 minutes or less. And HelloFresh cares about quality. That's why their seasonal ingredients are picked at peak ripeness and travel from farm to your home in less than seven days so you know they're fresh. And if you're like me and not a pro in the kitchen, it's no worries with HelloFresh. HelloFresh HelloFresh's foolproof recipes arrive pre-portioned and easy to prepare in just a few steps. 
If I can do it, trust me, you can do it. And HelloFresh makes it easy for me to do. And by the way, check save money off your growing to-do list with the help of HelloFresh because HelloFresh is cheaper than grocery shopping and 25% cheaper than takeout. Go to HelloFresh.com slash MomDad16 and use code MomDad16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping. Again, go to HelloFresh.com slash MomDad16 and use code MomDad16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Okay, so what I wanted to keep saying yeah. about Schwartzy here is the point you brought up about, I think, then that he is starting to backpedal mm-hmm. and be like, maybe I might turn a little bit on Tom because I'm seeing <laughs> the yeah. repercussions of how the cast and the audience is reacting to this. Because when when Andy then asked him and asked him about the timelines, I feel like he started with the correct version of what him and Tom had discussed, right? Because he said they had just a really emotionally deep conversation after Guy's Night at the Mondrian, which we know is a lie because apparently that night they had sex in the car in front of Tom and Ariana's house. So it, unless he fully has been lying to Schwartzy about that, which I guess is a possibility, my guess is Schwartzy knows. And so he's sticking with that lie. So he did that correctly. But as soon as he bombed the timeline, it's he like it you watched go. him panic. <clears throat> and then he finally goes like this. OK, everybody, here's the thing. It's horrible. What he did is horrible. He's been doing it for the <laughs> whole yeah, time. He goes, he goes, he, starts- he goes, hey, listen, guys, from, uh, you know, from from whatever, September to January. He spent an incredibly inappropriate amount of time with 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 Raquel. He's like, there's no way around it. Like he just saw like Sandoval trying to defend himself and saw it going so bad. He's like, listen, I'm not gonna. I, I, he's the he's the worst because he's like, like I said earlier in the last episode, I was like, either either completely did Sandoval or like ride or, or like go down with the ship. But you like trying to like be best friends with both sides is ruining it's, everything it's, not, it's, it's like, not gonna work you saw him halfway through go okay i gotta i gotta get off the ship the so ship's he started going down fully unraveling <clears throat> so then by the point by the time that andy said well okay schwartzy what about that one time where you did mention uh after you uh kissed raquel in mexico you mentioned that you know what i just have a feeling that maybe she has feelings for another person he's like were you talking about sandoval and he pauses and he's like yeah, I was definitely yeah. talking about <laughs> Yeah, it's like, <laughs> and then he like, already <laughs> knew that they hooked up. Like, it's crazy. Like, the fact that he knew that and threw that out there, you know for a fact, Tom and Tom had a plan, right? Tom Schwartzy knows Sandoval's plan, that he's going to try to hold, create this whole gross narrative about his and Ariana's relationship, make it look bad, and then break up with Ariana and then be like, actually, Raquel and I, we've fallen in love, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. <laughs> You know that was a Schwartzy move where he's like, I'm going to try something right now yeah. to add to this yeah. narrative. He's like, I think she might have feelings for someone else. And you know, Sandoval's just Such like, Such a bad actor, up, too. Shut up, he kind of says up, it. He kind of is looking around, and then Sandoval's like, Yeah, totally. That's crazy. And you know, Sandoval's just like, Dude, shut the fuck up, dude. So you're ruining the plan, funny. dude. He's like, Dude, you're not that good of an actor. <laughs> and, then, and then he also admits to when. They were glam. Uh, they were at Raquel's glamping birthday party. When they're like, "Did you know when you made the comment that Brock is Raquel's type because he's taken 
did you know that they were? And you know, he's Sandoval like, was like, bro, what are you doing? He's like, did you know that she was hooking up with Sandoval? He's like, yeah, I didn't know. <laughs> he's just, he went from literally being like, okay, I've got this under control, got the plan, to being that that person who's just like, you know what? I'm going to say it. I'm going to stand up on this hill and I'm going to say what I'm going to say. And this is the truth. <laughs> this might be hard to hear, but what you did was rude. <laughs> I'm going to say it. No one's saying it. It was not very nice that you cheated on her four times. Not sweet, man. No. And it just, it just kind of like gave me a little flashback. Cause you know, he just, he does this thing where he's just so like, come on, dude, like we need to tell, you know, like, you know, you know that like during off camera, they were like, dude, we need to tell him, man, come on, man. You know? And I don't know what it was, but it just flashed back to when Sandoval was getting his, uh, his like fertility results. Yeah, and he yeah, just yeah. walks in and goes, Hey man, I'm here for my jizz results. <laughs> He walked in he to a fertility said, clinic and called them his jizz results. And he call, to he goes, the doctor. Hey, what's up, man? I'm here for my jizz results. And Tom, and then, and then and Schwartz goes, dude, did you just say your jizz results? And he goes, yeah, man. And he goes, not cool, man. Not cool at all, man. God, dude. Dude, the two of them, when they kept flashing to them, like for example, when they were talking about how Schwartz and Sandy's this was taking yeah. forever to open, and then they were comparing it to. Uh, Katie and Ariana's sandwich shop and they kept flashing back to the two of them sitting next to each other. In, just, I am... It just, was cinematic gold. Like, it uh, truly was. The camera work. Wow. Wow. Sandoval must be so, like, nervous about him all the time because he knows that he'll crack under any pressure that, like, yeah. you know Sandoval during that whole cheating scandal was, like, so nervous about Schwartz. Just because right. he knows, like, I can get anything out of this guy. In two seconds. So that means like Katie can. Yes. And you know that he's probably messed up his story multiple times because when Katie first, con- you know, yeah. confronted him about the timeline, he was like, I don't know, like January, like he's like a month ago, maybe, you know, he yeah. was like lying. And then she's he like, had that he had them down <clears throat> at that point. Right. And then, and then she was like, that's not true. And he's like, well, I mean, who knows really when, you know what I mean? He's, he immediately cracks. Like he is so bad well, at it. And you know that he's throwing out random comments here and there. Like he's throwing out the, she must have a crush on somebody else. You know what Raquel's type is. And then how Katie said that around Bravo con, she was like, Raquel's following you around and is obsessed and wearing Tom, Tom, wearing the Tom, Tom merch. And, and Schwartzy's like, trust me, she's not here for me. It's like, he he's the spy. Himself. He's the spy that like the lies just too much. Like he signed up to be, a spy they got him right to the top he's like i didn't even expect him to like like get me make me spy this fast and then he's a spy and he's talking and he's like guys like wouldn't it be crazy if like there was a spy in our midst (laughs) (laughs) and he's just like dude it's just like i was just thinking about it the other day which was just crazy i just like think hanging out thinking and i was just like how crazy are spies Like just sneaking around, like you like, don't know. What, where did that come? You don't from? know, like what they're doing, and like I wonder if there's one around us. It'd be weird, wouldn't it? Be like he's like it's like a, we, he's just like this is too much. I can't handle the lies. <laughs> Listen. Even when I, they cut back to like, um, like you just see the difference. Like <clears throat> Sandoval gets questioned a million times during the episodes, being like, "Did you have a physical?" you know, situation with Raquel. He's like, absolutely not. And he talks to Sheena, absolutely not. Talks to everyone, no way. And then. They cut back to a clip when Katie's confronting Schwartz on if he cheated or made out with someone. And he goes, it's not bullshit (laughs) what you're saying. Like, he just immediately cops. Like, he can't do it, dude. Listen, I I, like like I said in the last episode, I do not condone Schwartz's behavior. 
this is not okay and i'm so happy that ariana's like boundaries cut you off we're done i can't be friends with you but the behavior it's just i i can't i can't get over it's it like it when you come home and so your dogs hard. chewed up all your stuff and they they don't just like they'll, they'll do this thing where they'll just be like and they cower. <laughs> and you're like, what did you do? And they're like, nothing. And they're just like, <laughs> and you're like so devastated like, that your couch is completely destroyed, but you're also laughing like, well, because the dog's just kind of like. I think that's the Schwartz effect. Yeah. Is like, he kind of does this, me? Mm-hmm. And then it kind of makes you, where versus Sandoval's like coming at you just as hard, being like, well, if it wasn't for you, yeah. I wouldn't have done it anyways. But he's just like, well, it's just me. I don't know what's happening. And then the, I think because of that, people are like, oh, you're such an idiot, or whatever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so <laughs> enough about Schwartz. Gosh, I know. I don't I know. Could talk, I, could do, I could do a million episodes. Even though he said the, some of the least in the whole episode, there's something about the way he moves that you're like, who is this? Person? I just want just a, a reality sh- TV show just about Schwartzy. Um, but he never cracks, too, by the way. You ever notice? He never is like crying. He's never like no devastated. He's never like he's always kind of the same, no matter what is going Even if it's chaos, he's like. Like when he found out about the affair, uh, when the affair ha- blew up, and then he realized his bar was going down in flames, he's just like, "Not good, bro." <laughs> like it's crazy. Everyone else would be like crying and freaking out. My life savings, everything. He's just like, "It's really bad." <laughs> you know what I mean? It's crazy how he doesn't connect. Oh my gosh, Schwartzy. Okay, well, here's. Let's do this. Let's talk about a little bit about the one-on-one interviews beforehand and then just a couple of the hot spots from yeah. this episode because I'll be real with you in general a lot of it was just a lot of shouting and screaming Chaos. at each other and almost getting into fights and all of this. Yeah. So let's hit a couple of the hot spots. But okay. first let's talk about the um the one-on-one interviews. So this is something they've never done before. They've never done oh, this at a reunion okay. before where Andy Cohen is having alone sit downs with depositions. Exactly. Which I think was such a smart move because you're going to get a different energy and reaction and story one on one versus the one we are with the whole group, especially when everyone is so mad. So everyone's just going to be shouting and screaming at each other. Like, I think it is then important to have kind of the one on one to get some of the the story and those moments where then you're catching Schwartzy in a lie or uh, when, you, when you're catching Sandoval in a lie, excuse me. Um, so also another thing to think about is that this reunion was filmed extremely shortly after everyone found out. It was like a month or two, right? No, less than that. Oh, wow. It had been like a couple weeks. I so believe I could be wrong about the date, but I, I, I believe the date that they filmed the finale, um, episode was march 3rd and i think they filmed the reunion on march 23rd so mm. it had been 20 days like this is fresh people are feeling it they're still finding out stuff you know yeah. for the next few months things were going to be coming out that they had no idea about even when they were filming the reunion yeah, yeah. okay so during the one-on-one just a few key points that i would like to bring up is tom and andy's conversation yeah we see throughout this conversation with Tom and Andy that Tom is doing exactly what we thought he was going to do and exactly what Ariana had said that he was doing when we've heard different interviews of her is that he is attempting to not take actual accountability for what he did and paint this narrative of uh, the reason it came to this was because our relationship was just not good and I tried and da 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 And we even hear 
later in the episode. Now, I will say this. You and I did watch. We watched the episode live and then we watched the Bravo extended version, which added maybe like 10 extra minutes. So if I bring up something that if you all watched the the show live and you're like, what is that? It might be from the extended version. Um, But there was a portion, I believe it might have just been in the extended version where they were comparing and paralleling the way that Tom broke up with Kristen Doty, his ex before Ariana, to how he broke up with Ariana. And he was using the same exact language where he was like, we're not intimate anymore. We don't have sex. I feel like when you're around me, you cringe, like you hate being around me. He was using all the same language Mm. with his ITMs and what he said to Kristen exactly what he was doing with ariana and ariana brought up the fact that the way that that sandoval kind of became interested in her was the same as the way he became interested in raquel Mm -hmm. she's like he liked me because i was chill i had kind of like my job was like endless like i had limitless free time Mm -hmm. i like smoking and chilling and partying and i was low-key i used to hang out with schwartzy i used to hang out and i was just kind of like this chill fun girl and that is what drew me drew him from christina to me Kristen, yeah and then you're looking at Raquel going, oh, same exact. She's going the like, same exact vibe. She's mellow. She's got tons of free time. We party together. Like he clearly is like, and you can even see by the way that he's just, that he presents himself and talks about life is that he's just trying to chase staying young. Oh yeah. Like he's in, he, well, he's 42 now. You could tell that he's like, his whole thing is like, I'm getting older and I'm just trying to keep, I'm trying to stay 20. Mm-hmm. And so he just keeps bouncing around to this whole like even when he said remember when he was talking about Miami girl he's like they're like well why did you do that he's like well because um you know I was like I hadn't been single I hadn't for been a while single in a while and I kind of wanted to feel that again and it's like it's interesting how he has this like real desire to be like a 21 year old again mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and by the way during uh, Ariana just had a uh, episode that she did with Alex Cooper from Call Her Daddy oh, yeah. and she was bringing up everything that Tom had been saying about how he was trying to break up with her, um, his quote unquote, I was trying to break up with her. I tried. She wouldn't let me all this stuff. Ariana said what ended up happening was on Valentine's day night, they went out, had a special date night together. She said it was great. I believe she said that they were even intimate that night. And he was telling her how beautiful she looked. They had a great time at dinner and went went and had drinks. But then later they met up with Raquel and numerous other people Mm -hmm. and had some more drinks, went back to the house. She's like, we were drunk. We, We had been like partying, but it had been a great night. And then she said out of nowhere on that Valentine's day night, he said, I don't know if it's working with us. Mm. We're having a lot of problems. And she was like, what? Like it came, she's like, after this great night, it just came out of nowhere. And she's like, now it all makes sense to mm. me because he keeps planning on trying to, you know, he has this whole other life going on. And Raquel had been there that evening. So who knows if Raquel was even like, did you do it yet? Did you do it yet? Because again, like we've brought up, I'm sure that Tom was saying to Raquel constantly, like, I'm going to end it. I'm going to end it. And wasn't. Mm. Um, and then, when they're having this conversation from Ariana's perspective, she's like, listen, we're finally doing couples therapy together. We're, we're getting into kind of like the deep stuff that we hadn't before. And I think even though we're going through a tough time, you know, sometimes when you go through a tough time, then you have a breakthrough on the other side. And she's Mm -hmm. like, I kind of felt like that was what was happening. Mm -hmm. And so when he was like, I just don't, I don't know if this is, if this is right anymore, if we should be together anymore. She said to him that, 
well, I don't want to break up with you. Like, I love you. I want to make this work. So, like, I want to stay with you. Um, if you want to leave, then leave. But mm. if you don't, then if you don't leave, then I mean, we're staying together. I, I want right, to be with right, you. Right, 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 A right, very right. typical relationship conversation when you're having those, I don't know if we're going to work and be together. And one person says, well, I want to be with you. So I want to stay. And then the other person goes, okay, he totally Twist that. twisted that in a gross way and said she wouldn't let me break up with her. And it's like, are you, that was what he was. Are you a prisoner? Like, it's like, are you, are you joking? About? And she literally said, she's like, if you want to leave, leave. He just was but trying to get leave. this mutual breakup thing to be like, we don't like each other, right? Exactly. You know? And he was oh, too much right. of a coward then to just pull the to plug. Make but a- she also did bring up too, that she does deeply believe that he wanted his cake and to eat it eat it too that he yeah. wasn't necessarily trying to actually leave her but he wanted to have both he wanted to have his solid rock at home mm-hmm. and his fun on the road kind of vibe yep. and that brings it back to like when andy was like did it get you off when you saw both of them in the crowd that and he goes, i loved andy he for goes that. absolutely not <laughs> which means yes a thousand percent i felt like a king that's what that was and that was wild because i actually remember watching andy's insta stories during because that was during BravoCon, and andy was in the crowd mm-hmm. with the girls mm-hmm. watching tom mm-hmm. and now thinking back watching those insta stories and him doing the insta stories with the girls and with and with San, sandoval that that was going down the entire time it was also very interesting too how we talked about in the last episode about mojo mm-hmm. how it's like you we haven't had much sex lately I feel like I've lost my mojo. Hooking up with this other girl has made me feel mojo again. It's like, it's just like that ego at the top level. It's like saying, I'm using everyone to make me feel good. Yeah, 100%. And so you recently haven't made me feel good. So I, I'm going to go feel good then. Right. As opposed to like, hey, we should break up. It's like, I'm just going to use everyone to make me feel good. Right. Which, by the way, that moment when they're talking about the lack of intimacy during the reunion that was intense and andy brings up that that sandoval had said that they hadn't been intimate in years and ariana was like that's not true we have been getting intimate that's a lie yeah and yeah sure maybe there are struggles she's like which by the way is not an excuse then to go cheat on someone's like you're having intimacy issues either try to figure it out together or end the relationship, I guess. But she's like, we a hundred percent were getting intimate together. And then Sheena comes in and confirms, Hey, by the way, once the cameras were off post filming. So that means just recently in that time, she had had a conversation with Ariana and she's like, and they had been having a lot of sexual intimacy this last month. And then it flashes to Raquel, who's in her trailer because of the restraining order that she put out. And you see Raquel's face hearing that. And you're like, uh oh, Sandoval got caught. Now, the woman you're having an affair with is going to be mad yeah. because, you know, Sandoval's been telling her. Ariana and I are absolutely not having sex. We haven't been intimate in years. And she's hearing that. And guess what? That's a lie, too. I mean, Sandoval really is just using everyone. Using everybody. He just uses everyone for his feeling. Everybody. I'm in the mood right now to have sex with you. I'm in the mood right now to have sex with you. You make me feel good. You make me feel bad. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay away from you. Like, even in his last relationship, it was like, we never knew. I never knew where he was. It's because at the moment, he wasn't feeling good with that. So then he wanted to go out and feel good somewhere else. It's like, 
It's pretty wild. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Side note yeah. regarding the um the restraining order. Uh-huh. As messed up as it is, you know Andy and team love it cuz it, it's it's an added Oh, like interesting. Like it's an added insane concept to have to be able to shoot her, to her hundred feet away, hundred yards in a trailer away, yeah, and then yeah, back yeah. and forth, and then it builds up the following episodes of when Raquel's going to come out and they have to in. swap. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And then Thank- I think Sheena gets served in the middle of. That's them. what I'm saying. It does like you know you know like as messed up as it is, the writers are loving it because oh, they're like they're they like are. oh this I mean, is the dynamic. The writers we are loving to- this entire yeah. thing. Like this is they're they're loving everything. Yeah. They're loving everything. Um, okay, let's take a quick pause and let's talk about um, some of the other one on one pieces because I have something to say. Um, family, I could shout it from the rooftops. Mental health is. So important to our overall state of well-being. I mean, my goodness, we're having conversations about this through all of this Vanderpump yes. business. Uh, the family here knows to my personal struggles and knows that I've and specifically the anxiety and stress has been on an all time high for me. And one tool I use that helps me so much is Headspace. Headspace helps improve mental health through guided meditations, mindfulness practices, breathing and calming exercises, and so much more. These tools can help reduce anxiety, boost your mood, and help you sleep better. I love Headspace. Uh, It combines scientifically proven benefits of meditation and mindfulness with modern practices through their experienced meditation teachers with customized, personalized approaches to help you navigate through all of life's moments, big and small. And the wide range of teachers with diverse backgrounds and areas of expertise ensure there's a teacher and content to help you, uh, whether you're a first-timer or have been practicing for for years. And by the way, if you only have a few minutes or are wanting to dip your toe in first, there are programs to do on-the-go when pressed for time. I really like having a quick like, headspace session early in the morning before Ember wakes up. And Headspace has the world's largest library of content with over 1,000 hours of clinically proven mental health exercises. They truly do have a large variety for whatever you're walking through. I was actually using one for grief the other day, and it was so helpful. Mm -hmm. Headspace has helped us and more than 100 million people worldwide. They can help you, too. Listen up. You do not want to miss this. We've arranged something really special. For a limited time, all of you can try Headspace for free for 30 days by going to headspace.com slash mom, dad. 60. You won't find this offer anywhere else. You must use our link H-E-A-D-S-P-A-C-E dot com slash momdad60 to unlock all of Headspace free for 30 days. This is not something they normally do. Headspace.com slash momdad60. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Andy and Ariana, they sit yeah. down, which by the way, she looks... Stunning. stunning the yeah. silver dress the red dress don't even get me started she was just the there <laughs> the revenge dress looking absolutely unbelievable but when he sits down with her you know she then we hear about her and raquel's behind the scenes because i guess that's not something that we had really heard much of yeah. yet it was more the focus of her and tom and she says that Raquel texted her 48 hours later and simply said, I don't know what to say right now besides I'm so, so sorry. Yeah. And it's like, you should be sending a, sorry. a novel over. I mean, there's a lot more that should be happening than yeah. that. But the idea of just a literal one line text message is you're just like, mind is blowing to me. That you're going through this with me. And I'm like, maybe we should just get coffee and just chat it out. It's like, what? What? And Ariana was saying too that when it, was between Sandoval and Raquel that she was probably seeing more signs if she 
had known from right. Raquel. Right. Um, also, she does make a comment that I think is extremely important, and that's that she said that Tom is going to have his story. And but of course he's coaching Raquel because that's what he used to do with her before mm. reunions. She's like, we'd have to be on so, the same page. So she knows. She's like, I know exactly what Tom's doing right now because we used to do the same thing. Like he used to coach me to make sure that like we were good, our timelines were good. So like, he doing the same exact thing with Raquel. So I'm sure that Ariana knows that when Raquel comes out on stage next week, likely I believe. Yeah. Um, that they're going to be on the same page and have a quote unquote united front because of course. they've been working. Well, they're it trying out. to make us pathological liars, and we know we're not. <laughs> you know, <laughs> trying to make us out to be <laughs> so insane. Yeah, and then <clears throat> Andy, we see Andy with Raquel. This is a side note. We see Ariana in the silver dress. You know, Tom is in his sweater and whatever. Yeah. Raquel comes out in a presidential <laughs> presidential like business suit jacket and i just want to make something very clear this is a move by her pr team 100 percent. it's exactly what they do when they have certain people go to court and they have them dress a certain way when they're running for office and they, and they, it's you, a way they have to take you, me more seriously right or also just like they're not going to put her in necessarily a super glam dress like Ariana so that the audience isn't going like, oh, she's like all glammed out. Of course yeah, she is she's feeling herself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're trying to have this play out like she is coming to court right now. And she she's has just her a suit jacket on. She's a woman and a lawyer. I mean, what did you expect? She's <laughs> not believe, doing anything wrong, everyone. I believe that this was before the PR team that she had dropped her because I know that they did drop oh, her. Yeah. They were like, this is unsalvageable. We're out of here. I can get, but I can guarantee you that was not the outfit that Raquel chose for herself. That was a PR team being like, you need to wear some muted tones. You need to wear a suit jacket. All of this. A thousand percent. A thousand Let's be clear. percent. It's such a political move. Let's be clear. Well, what was interesting is we see Andy just briefly address Raquel in the one-on-one and then a screen pops up and it says, for Raquel, it was a chance to explain how it all happened, dot, 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 but more on that later, which is like, okay, is this the teaser for the thing that's been hanging in the air that they're saying that the rest of the cast doesn't know about that's going to blow their minds when the one-on-ones air with Raquel? Like, how did it all happen? Is something going to break yeah. that we don't know about that's going to be just like rock well, everyone's world i think raquel is the most interesting piece here because we know sandoval we know sandoval is gonna lie 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 until he gets caught mm-hmm. and then when he gets caught he's gonna victim blame everybody you know well if you were more this if you were more this if our communication was better if you weren't this way if you would have followed me like oh it's, it's everyone else's fault why he's doing it oh i'm sorry i'm sorry but i will just say you know it's, that's his go-to move but he's been doing it forever and we know that he does that to everyone else about anything mm-hmm. we know the move we don't know what Raquel is going to be like. Raquel could go, what do you want from me? I just fell in love and I followed my heart. Like, I'm, I'm not spending, you know, she, I'm not spending my life worried about what everyone thinks of me. That yeah. could be a move. A move could kind of be, well, he told me that you did. Like, he kind of lied to me about, mm-hmm. like, where he's currently at and where you guys are. I had no idea. I thought you guys were on basically done and just hadn't signed the papers. And so it could be interesting to see, like... Is she going to feel too much heat and kind of put it on Sandoval? Is she going to own it? Is it... 
I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, how is she going to address this? Is she going to act kind of remorseful and sad and feel bad and be like, I'm, I shouldn't have done that in her way, in her kind of weird way she does. Yeah. Or is she going to fight? I, I don't know. It's that's that's the real because we, we haven't seen anything like right. At least Sandoval did a did a, a tour after everything. He did the friend yeah, we tour. We didn't see a Raquel, didn't, tour. Raquel. They said turned off her phone and disappeared. Well, so we from, don't know what's going to happen. From the clips of the reunion, it looks like she's pretty stone cold mm. in the reunion clips for the remainder. But now here's another interesting piece. And again, I apologize. I believe this just aired on the extended version of the reunion on Peacock. Yeah. Um, But I might be mixing it up. Maybe it did air on the other one. But there was a moment in the reunion last night that Sheena brought up how Raquel told her and some other friends that last April at Coachella... So a long time ago at Coachella that Ariana had gone to bed and then that Sandoval and Raquel got in the hot tub and Sandoval planted the seed and told Raquel, Ariana and I are actually in an open relationship, which then Ariana says is not true. They are not in an open relationship. And he denied saying that. He denied saying it. Now, here's something to think about, something to process. Did, Did Tom lie to Raquel and tell her that him and Ariana are in an open relationship or did Raquel lie to Sheena and friends and plant the seed and say, Tom told me they were in an open relationship to then make Raquel not look like she's like, like, Hey, they're having, they're already open. You guys don't know, but Tom told me they're in open. So plant the seed of like, if it, if she gets caught that then she's not, as much in trouble because she was the one who was told that they're in the open relationship. Smart too, because so the question is who's lying is Tom lying or is Raquel lying about right. the open relationship? And it, would, conversation? it would be smart. It, it, it feels very normal that Sandoval would tell her that they're in an open relationship when it, they're not that, because that he's sounds... like, he's trying to kind of plant the seed and kind of be flirty and he's drunk and he's like, yeah, well, that's just, you know, we never have sex and we're in an open relationship though. And so and yeah. anyway, I'll see you good night. Cause hopefully later on yep. that'll keep the flirting going, yep. but it would be smart for Raquel to lie and say, he told me so that when she that hits the fan, a... she can go, he lied to me or you know, I'm just operating off of what the information I know. And only one that sh- who needs to be refuted is Sandoval. And no one believes him anyway. So yeah. it's like that. If you're that real devious, a, that's the devious I was going to say. And that will be. And maybe we'll never know the truth because right. they'll both. They're, everyone's denying it. The question is, will they get on the same page with that one? Will will they come? Will when she comes on, will they talk about that? I don't know. Yeah, that's the question. I don't know. But I think that's a big conversation because that's then where they're going to butt heads because Tom says that never happened. And then Raquel apparently told Sheena that story or very interesting. Or are they going to then try to make Sheena seem like the liar? Well, then they get on the same page and be like, and then Raquel be like, Sheena, I never said that. Of course. Of course. Sheena's not lying about that. Of course. Raquel said that to her or to one of their friends or whatever, but will they try to then uh, who knows? But that's a very interesting piece to me of this puzzle. That's going to kind of start to break Uh down. uh uh There's so many pieces to this. It's like, it's really hard to even stay on track in a conversation because it just reminds me of 14 other things. It's impossible. It's impossible. Um, Okay. So once the reunion officially starts um, again, obviously the second within five minutes, the second that the affair discussion begins, 
Andy asks Sandoval if he wants to start off by saying anything. And Tom, (laughs) this is in the first five seconds of the reunion episode, and Tom immediately starts crying. Before you continue, Uh I think this was the most egregious thing that happened on the show. Really? Okay. Yeah, because I think it was deep. Okay. To me, this was like the most, like when I actually actually sat with it for a second, I thought this might be the most devious thing that happened during the entire show, like the entire reunion. Okay. So far. Okay. Anyway, continue. So he immediately starts crying like that, right? Now, it could be argued he's feeling it already, so it comes pouring out, or Sandoval knows how to it turn was, on the water. It was orcs. on cue. I mean, it, it was, was literally cue. like he was fine and then he's. And falling. then he says, I just want to thank everybody for being there for Ariana. Yeah. I think that's some next level fucked up manipulation. Mm hmm. That's like being in court, committing a heinous crime. You're on one side. The other side is the victim with his with the lawyers and and the, the entire and family and the friends and family and turning to the friends and family and saying, I just want to thank you all for being for them right now, being here for them. Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. Like you're on trial right now, dude. You know, you the trial is just about to start and you're crying because it means so much to you that everyone is there for her. That is meanwhile. And then you cut to five seconds later, him screaming at people, telling well, him to fuck off. Like, it is no. so messed up that he's like that. And by it's like, the way, on Ariana's episode on Call Her Daddy, she said that the night that they filmed for the finale or the day that they filmed for the finale, right? Where then he's coming at her and gaslighting and all that stuff. Then he went to go to Raquel's house, obviously. And then she had, obviously she had all those, the friends come over and they're, she said they're watching drag race and they're drinking wine together. Sounds like our night. And drinking. I know I'm like, Ariana, let's come over watching drag race, uh, drinking wine together. But she said, it's so low key because obviously they're comforting me. She's like, we're not having a raging party. Well, after Tom was at Raquel's apartment, he comes back home and she said, he starts yelling and going off at everybody. Like, get out of my house. Look at you here partying after all of this stuff and was freaking out at them to the point like that you can't have your reaction to my crime. Exactly. And also she's like, it, first of all, it wasn't even a party. She said they're, they're It's a funeral. And maybe they laughed and he heard it. And, and they're they like, how friends, dare you laugh? And he or? comes well, after he leaves Raquel's apartment. So then apparently he goes right upstairs and is huffing and puffing to the point that. Kristen Doty, who's there and another friend go up and tell him like you need to leave and then he left for that night went back to Raquel's place and stayed over but here's the point being when he makes a comment the manipulative comment to say I'm so grateful that all of you are there for Ariana cut to the night that she's dealing with all this shit and he's screaming at the friends for being there for her because they're being too loud and partying. It's the biggest horse shit of all time. Well and then of course the reaction from oh, it was great. the peanut gallery <laughs> It was so great. When James is like, listen, he's just like, this isn't the Academy Awards. He's just like, you could stop with the crocodile tears. Like, it was so funny. He just immediately, like, they immediately launch on him. Oh, it's their waiting. Like, the fuck They're waiting. Like, Lala and James and no, Ariana please, are just no, like. Please. 
He's just like, oh, please, oh, please, enough with the Academy Awards. Like, this isn't an audition, one of the auditions. And he's just, boo. Yeah, boo. (laughs) God, I love him. James and Lala were to me. They were were two peas in a pod. They're like the same person in two different bodies. They were two peas in a pod. They were having like the time of their life sitting next to each other and having the commentary back and forth, just preparing to launch on Sandoval. James and Lala to me are the sexy version of you know the two old men from the Muppets who sit in the corner oh, yeah, and just yeah, yeah. like and just go off on everybody like the that's fucking stupid stung. shit like throwing tomatoes <laughs> they're the sexy bitchy version they are uh, that, that are like side stage going like boo you suck <laughs> just like making comments to them and to each other after he gives after Andy uh, makes them stop and is like let him finish he then finishes off his apology and James looks at Lala and just goes that just didn't hit for me. Yeah, it just didn't hit for me. <laughs> and Lala's like, I didn't even listen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, it's I so was good. obsessing I over the two of them. I wrote down a couple of his insults. Can I? Can I just re- recite them? James's for us, right? insults. Yeah, 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 please, yeah. please. So he just. This was like. This was. This all happened in forty-five seconds. Uh-huh. And he's just like, your band sucks dick. <laughs> your bar's going down the drain. You backstabbing hoe. Look at me, bro. I'm more ripped than you'll ever be. I'm way more ripped than you. I'll beat your ass anytime I want. He's the one that said it first, Andy. Look at you, you worm with a mustache. You, ca- <laughs> God, dude. It's just, I mean, that all happened in 10 seconds. But my favorite one is, I'll, I'll fuck you up anytime. I'm way more ripped than you, bro. <laughs> That is my favorite. And then he's getting disciplined and then he's like, sit down. And he goes, he said it first. <laughs> he's like, stay in your seat. And then when, and then when Lisa, and then they had to do it again, he kept launching yes. it at Sandoval. And then when they had to make him sit again and, and, uh, he's, he's like, just I'm like, time out. I'm going to time out. Spank me. He's like, I need no, a he's like, I need a spank bottom. I need a spank bottom. I'm going to time out. And then everyone starts laughing. Like he is so funny. Like he's such and a character. Just like, he probably would like that. Yeah. <laughs> them together are incredible unbelievable the two of them together but oh oh no that was and then what was killing me was listen i'm sure i don't know what the audience's reaction to last night's episode's been because we're recording this like morning after but i don't know if the audience is like wow james and lala were like going in way too hard i'll be honest with you they're they were they're so comical that it was just so entertaining to me. And also watching Ariana with this huge smile on her face the entire time, listening to their banter made me feel better because I'm sitting there watching this woman who has been betrayed and hurt and lied to. And it's still so fresh because it's only been a few weeks. Right. And she's like, she's got her crew on the side where she doesn't have to say, she doesn't have to be the one yes. to make those comments. She can listen to these people. It's got to feel so make, good to have someone do it on your behalf. Yeah, totally. You, know, you don't have to waste the energy at screaming at someone who you've already, who's already broken your heart. You get the loyal like follower who is just going, and you, you know, yeah, you know, it's going to be a wild three part reunion series where 10 minutes in and he's like, my cards are everywhere and the cards have been God. thrown all over the place. Like, I need a spank bottom. <laughs> I need a spank bottom. I need a spank bottom. I'm, I'm going to time out. <laughs> God, he's great. I'm sorry. I mean, I know he's not the best person in the world, but God, I love his personality. Like he's absolutely unhinged. So unhinged. 
it's like I just love also who thinks he's amazing and he's just like one of my most favorite moments in the entire series is when he's like I'm gonna be opening for Cascade and yeah, they, they show the lineup <laughs> and it's Cascade at the top and they go down at the very bottom to him and he said he was opening for he's Cascade. playing a festival yeah, he's and a Cascade's DJ. headlining yeah and he's just like at the bottom of the festival <laughs> like and he like says that artists. is him opening for the headliner <laughs> which you know what props to James he has he is his DJ his career is flourishing bless of him course, and he did open for cascade in my, yeah, in my eyes <laughs> in my eyes he did um <sighs> i love him so much but there was that okay so that was another piece of the puzzle to me too mm-hmm. what we see is sandoval immediately tears thank you so much for being there yes. for ariana everyone launches at him immediately Sandoval is defensive and screaming back at them and saying, well, Lala, you're one to talk and you're one to talk. And Kristen was this way with me. And every time he would get so defensive. And to me, I'm like, listen, the best thing he could have done, even if he didn't mean it, which obviously he wouldn't, but the best fakery you could put on is to just sit there humbled and let everyone come at you. And when they're screaming at you, you nod and you go, I hear it. I hear it. Oof, that's hard to hear. But yeah, I hear it. I hear it. But the fact that he immediately was launching back and then throwing their past at them was like, well, Tom, you already you blew it, bud. I completely agree. If he wish would have said, first of all, side note to anyone out there. Anytime someone says honestly before they're about to say something, it means they're not being honest. Okay. <laughs> He, he, Great, I do that all the time. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. I was like, honestly, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Except for Jess, but like every time he would, Just anytime me. Andy would say anything to him, like, so when did he find out? He's like, honestly, <laughs> January. Like it was always just kind of like, honestly, let me think of an answer real quick. Yeah, um, it's a delay. It's a pause. If he just would have simply, any time, you're absolutely right. If any time they came after him, if he would have said, longer than you think worse than you thought the worst thing ever right where he went the other direction he'd where he like, was like always, oh well, only a month or only two months or uh, we only had sex once and then we never did have sex for another two months which so, by the way enough well also it's like oh so you're just separating the difference between like a full-blown affair versus like a relationship so it's like you're trying to dumb down the fact that you fully hooked up with her best friend and that's going to somehow make Ariana feel better He's that like, you we weren't stop- seeing each other regularly like, we for, for two like months. Two months. Yeah. Which, by the way, I don't believe for two seconds. Maybe they didn't have sex again, but you know they were FaceTiming and talking yes. every single day. So please. it's like, but if you just would have said like, from August, that's when it all happened, blah, blah, blah. I was had to feel like feelings developing for the three months before that. Yes, it couldn't have been worse. Yes, your your dog passed away. I, I, I was completely cold to that. I was turned off completely, completely selfish. If you just would have kept doubling down on how bad he acted then they would have been they wouldn't have had any kerosene to light the fire with it would have just been like yeah well like you said you messed up but the fact that he would just he was like holding a bottle of lighter fluid and he would just spray it on everyone because everyone's like lit flames and he would just be like yeah you're right well you and he, like it was like dude you could avoid i know you got to take a big hit ego here and you don't know how to do that he doesn't know how but to if do you it. even just lied you're really good at lying. So if you would have just no, lied that's what I'm saying. and said, I don't believe anything I'm saying, but at least just like say it no, so that we can get saying. this over with. If he would have sat there in the reunion and been like just eaten everything just it. and taken humble pie in every which direction and fully owned up to everything and just been like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. 
I would I would have been like, this is obviously his PR move, and he's yeah. just attempting to like you know chill this out a little bit. But what he did instead was just attempt to do that for five minutes and then attack anyone who had a problem yes. with him. Which, by the way, keeps leading back to what Ariana said she's grateful for. Ariana has said in their conversation, the finale, in the reunion, all of these things. She's like, I am actually really grateful for the fact that he is showing the world his true colors. Because if he was trying to make it, you know, act like I'm really, really sorry, I'm really, really sorry. She's like, then, you know, people would be upset, but they wouldn't really see what I see behind the scenes. She also said on Call Her Daddy that she's genuinely grateful for the fact that she stumbled upon this um, this FaceTime screen recording between Tom and Raquel. She goes, because if I wouldn't have found that out, who knows what would have happened? Right. She said, if I wouldn't have stumbled upon that as devastating as it is, she's like, he could have just ended our relationship and then eventually gotten together with Raquel and I never would have known like this cracked open everything for me as hard as this all is as hard as it was to have these discussions with him in the finale and have him acting like such an asshole like I am grateful for it ultimately because now I know and also now the audience can see I don't think he would have left Raquel I think sorry I don't think he would have left uh, Ariana I think he would have kept going and I think he would have just had this like relationship with Raquel until it burned out because she yeah, even said, true. she even said, I didn't suspect anything. So it's not like I, sus- I she just had a, an intuition right when she was holding the phone. But she wasn't like for the last month, I was wondering what's going on. I'm wondering if he's cheating. She said nothing. Yeah. So he would have just, if he would have gotten away with it, it would have just gone and gone and tell him and Raquel ultimately burned out, which they seem like they will or they have. You know, mm-hmm. we don't know exactly. But it's like. I think they just would have had like a year long affair or a two year long affair or something. Yeah, and then, totally. and then they would occasionally hooked up and don't get it twisted. You know, he says, Oh, I've cheated like three times. It's like, you know, he's cheated many times. Of course. So it's like, he just got used to getting, getting away with it all the time. Mm-hmm. And Ariana seems to be like an incredibly trusting person. Mm-hmm. The fact that she's not suspecting, even after he's cheated multiple times, not suspecting another one. Yeah. She's just kind of like, I take it at face value. Yeah. So he's able Which, to by the way, take advantage on of that. Her, on the Call Her Daddy episode, she made some comment about how like she'd been getting, getting shit from people being like, you know, you turn a blind eye and why are you now like having fun after this? What? And it's like, what is wrong with these? Listen. It's she, literally, what else can you do? It's like, like this is her partner of life. nine years, first of all. Also, she did bring up the fact that it's like, this is a reality TV show. So yes, to a certain extent, I do protect my relationship. It yes. don't air out everything so yeah we're we're a normal relationship where sometimes we go through you know ebbs and flows of of all of this and you know there were moments where yes i was like hmm like he's he's just gone all the time she's like but guess what i would check and he'd be at band rehearsal i would check and he'd be at schwartz's i would him and i would have these conversations she's like "It, it just people don't know what's going on behind the scenes and what our dynamic looks like behind the scenes. And also, like, let me be then happy after this. People shaming her for having a good time. How dare they? That's I'm cr- like, yeah, I, want you the- to be, I want you to be sad and sit there. It's like when someone breaks your heart, have fun then. So to, am, get to help you get through it. I'm literally living for the fact that she is just like in all these commercials, getting all these deals. I was oh, like, Ariana, get your, yeah. get your bag. Like, get go, like, bag. live, enjoy your life. Like, mm-hmm. he took these nine years away from you. Like, it's time to catch up and soak that 100%. in. 100%. Um, okay, a couple just then just small random pieces throughout the conversation um, is that, uh, of course, 
Andy brought up the Schwartz and Katie breakup. Um, and that was somewhat brief. But one thing that did happen is they talked about the whole no hookup with anyone in the friend group clause. Mm. Right. That was her one stipulation. What are your thoughts on this? Of how Schwartz was like, yeah, but you were hooking up with people. Right, right. But then when I hooked up, like... My stance on this is I think it's totally legitimate for Katie to feel this way. I would feel this... I mean, I would feel... If we, if me and you broke up and you were like hooking up with one of my great friends, that, that would be really difficult for me to sit mm-hmm. there and be like, you know what I mean? Um, I'm a little bit like, oh, if you're like, let's say about that friend of mine that you're like, we have a crazy connection and I, I see something long term. That's when I'd be a little bit more like, okay, like, you know, those are hard to find. Explore that. But if it's just like, yeah, we fooled around. That's when I'd be like, okay, you can make out with anybody. You can fool around with anybody. It doesn't have to be my friend. Mm-hmm. So I think that is where I really side with Katie where it's yeah. like, she's going, this is all really painful and I don't need it to be, I don't need it shoved in my face. Yeah. I think I've I, or that I or that now I can't talk to my friend knowing that you're hooking up with my husband right. of a couple months ago. So now it's awkward. So it's like I'm just trying to maintain my circle and have it be a safe place for me. And if you're dating one of them immediately, it's no longer a safe place. Hundred percent. Yeah, I I definitely I think the public was kind of split on sure, this a little bit like that. throughout the season. I have to tell you, I completely side and understand the katie piece totally like after being with someone for 12 years i would be like on an alone quiet note together i'd be like obviously go out and date whoever you want to date but we're on a reality tv show together and the last thing i need is having this shoved in my face at every storyline opportunity because you know if you hook up with one of the people in the friend group then that's what the whole season is going to be about. And it's going to be shoved in one of our faces or if I hook up with someone. So let's just agree upon the fact that we're not going to date anyone from the cast yes, so that it doesn't become a thing and then go and hook up with whoever else you want because now we're not together anymore. Like I totally understand that. Yes. And I do think too, that if Schwartzy would have made out with Raquel and she found out from Schwartzy that she would have been pissed, understandably so, but that it might've, that might have come to a close sooner. I think what then sent her over the edge genuinely was having Raquel sit across from her at dinner and be like, by the way, um, I made out with Schwartz or I want to make out with Schwartz. And I asked him and he said, no, but like, I might do it. Yeah. Like that was, I think what you were, you're like, are yeah. you joking? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what pushed it over the edge. And then seeing, the loyalty from Schwartz to Raquel over herself. Yeah. Like, like Katie said, she goes, Schwartz, you always prioritized everything over me. She's like, you prioritized uh, friends, partying, the bar, strangers. <laughs> and yeah. He's like, and I think that's what it's, what it comes down to too, yeah. is just more like knowing that that person, even though you broke up, they still respect you and are, are, are your, are, you know, have your back and like that 10 years together means something. Totally. And I think that's what it is more than actually you hooking up with the person. It's more like, can you respect me enough to not like do it right in front of me? Totally. For a while, you know? Now there was a moment where they're bringing up the Raquel piece and Schwartzy says, you know what though? That kiss was somehow liberating. And then, and they cut to Raquel and Raquel's got a big smile. And I'm like, this is the stuff that makes that's it what all. She, that's what she gets intense. off on. It's just wanting to be where wanted by like, men who it, are, connected and it's like she's the, she likes to feel dangerous and wanted and like the prize you know because that was that kind of sent me because i'm like dude this whole thing is on fire because of you and sandoval 
And now you're hearing about a kiss with someone that you're like not having an affair with. And you're smiling about the fact that Schwartz, said it was like, there's a lot going on. Well, it's, it's what, it's what uh, Schwartz said, you know, her type is taken men. You can, you know, she, she, she clearly is like addicted to this, like, I'm going to pillage your village, basically. You know what I mean? I'm going to come in and take your shit. Yeah. Well, and like Andy said, he goes, at the end of the day, minus Katie, all of you all are cheaters. So how is this not hypocritical? He points to every single one of them. He's like, you cheated, you cheated, you cheated. And like Lalo says, it's like, listen, at the end of the day, is bad behavior all around. All around. Everyone was cheating. It's bad behavior. But there is, and I think everyone can admit, and I think... The world, it's obvious from the world's take on this and why it's national news is that there is a difference between fucking your best friend's man or fucking your uh, partner's best girlfriend. Yeah, I think that's the that's the deciding factor. Yeah, everyone's cheated in the room and it's all bad. But what what differentiates it from everything is that it's your close. It's it's the closeness. It's like I betrayed you. At the closest level. Mm-hmm. And also, forgive me because I haven't watched all the seasons yet, <clears throat> but we, I think, are talking for the most part, people who had like a one night stand, a hookup, not a seven month long secret love affair. Yes. It feels a little It's very different. like, um, it's very like 1500s, like betrayal, like kill the king kind of thing where mm-hmm. it's like. You know, the queen is hooking up with the the elderman and they have a relationship and then they both are like the, the king's most trusted elderman <laughs> and his wife are, you know, go, conspiring against him. And when the moment's right, they strike him down and take the kingdom. Like it's kind of that, that level of betrayal where both sides of your ears mm-hmm. are being betrayed because Raquel's her best friend, betrayal on coming in one ear and her guy, betrayal in the other ear. It means you can't trust anything. So when it all comes out, Ariana's left feeling like, my reality's gone as opposed to just the person I loved was betraying me but at least I can rely on my friends it's like the person that I talked to the most and relied on the most also was doing it so therefore like my reality shot yes a hundred percent a hundred percent I mean, other than that, well, again, they had the restaurant conversation. There's a bunch loved, of random comments. Loved too. to hear, loved to hear about the sandwich shop that it's supposed to be opening soon. Obviously, we will be going ASAP as soon we'll as it opens. And the fact that they sandwiches. crushed their merch. Yeah. The fact they put the merch out right after this all happened and before the sandwich shop, op- shop opened, it very, very smart. And the yeah. boys are just sitting there <laughs> devastated. <laughs> um, yeah. And then there was a little conversation about the Lala, Sheena and Katie dynamic and how Lala and Sheena are super close again and how Katie was feeling like Lala. If this was you, you were like, I'm so pissed at Sheena. Don't talk to anyone I yeah. love. Don't talk to her. Like, I feel like if the roles are reversed, like, it would be different, yeah. you know, and and I feel a little bit like you didn't have my back in this, but which I believe is true. I do believe that that's true. Um, but it seems like, you know, obviously Lala and Sheena are good to go now. Um, and it does seem like Sheena and Katie now two months after this seem like they're in, in a good place yeah. and everyone's kind of like moving forward mm-hmm. as friends. Um and then we get a a preview. It kind of ends in an explosion. When Lala was coming for Tom for I don't even remember now what it was at the very end. Yeah. Um, but next week we've got reunion part two. Yeah. Coming on Wednesday night yeah. on Bravo. 
So this is our schedule, just everyone, just so you know. So next week we have the one Wednesday episode because we covered this. Our Wednesday episode next week isn't going to be um, a recap because it won't have been out. Does this make sense? This is my delirium hitting. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, everyone. Basically, when the, when our next week's episode drops, the reunion won't part two won't be out yet. So that will be coming the following week after next yes. week. Um, but next week on Wednesday, we do have a special episode for you. We have a very special guest. Um, and I think we're going to have a lot of conversations that are actually quite similar to this mm, mm. Um, with this individual. So please stay tuned for that next Wednesday. What a wild ride. I'm exhausted. I'm supposed I'm to go to work today exhausted. and I, I need to go to bed. I know. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Should we do, I, a, should we do a call home before? Yes, 100%. <laughs> but I'm emotionally taxed from this show. This show is is traumatizing me. I told you. I don't get any... We don't get any sleep Gosh. anymore. Call home. Let's call hit home. it. Call home. Talk to the fam. Remember you can always call Hi, Mom and Dad and Uncle Lee. This is Alyssa from Missouri. Hi, Alyssa. And I am calling in for advice because I am dealing with a dilemma that may lead to me breaking up with my parents. Mm. I grew up very conservative, um, homeschooled most of my life, and my parents served as missionaries. Um as an adult, I have fully separated from that lifestyle and that evangelical, um, yeah, just the mindset and the belief system as well. Um, I have made decisions that have definitely created a black sheep of the family dynamic. Uh, the biggest one being the fact that I married a man who is not a Christian and who does not present in a way that my parents align with. So even though he and I have been together for about a decade, my parents fully um, reject mm. his existence and um, refuse to talk to me about uh, my relationship with him. And they also have very strict rules of how I have to present myself um, if I am to be in their home to visit my younger siblings who are still in high school. Um, so my question to you is how do I, um, I guess, just manage boundaries uh, with them in a way that is more supportive and inclusive of my husband uh, while also maintaining a relationship with them. Do you think that's possible? Do we need to break up? I really appreciate your advice, and I'm so thankful you're doing this podcast. Hopefully we will talk soon. Thank you. Oh, okay. Um, first of all, I'm so sorry. The, I mean, this we've yeah. had similar discussions before. This is always just mm -hmm. the most painful you know, um, yeah, go ahead. What were you going to say? Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's classic. You know what I mean? It's classic trauma from certain religious upbringings and stuff like that, right? It happens sometimes that it's like, you know, um, it sucks that when you're an adult, you have to kind of 
navigate this and you can't just have a normal relationship with your parents. You know, it's just frustrating. Um, so feel you. Uh, I think what I think you just got to do, you got to do what you got to do. I think when you get like to a certain age and you've made certain decisions about your life and you're like, I'm married to this person. So therefore you're like, I'm happy. I'm living my life. I'm no, I don't need anything from you that I think it becomes just about being like, all right, how do we make this work? Cause it's all about too. It's all about lowering your levels of stress. Mm-hmm. Like you're not trying to win them over to your side at some point. Like it, it, they're so locked in that like, it's not your job to win them over to your belief mm-hmm. system or your thoughts and, or try to get them out of their belief system. It's like, good luck. I mean, you might work, but it, you know, we, that's, that's too much work and too yeah. much trauma. I'm just a big fan of like at this point in my life, like if you're in that zone, just figure out the best way to make your time together as chill as possible. So just decide what are deal breakers for you and what are not deal breakers for you. Mm-hmm. So like, let's say in their house, you know, you're not allowed to do this, that, and this. So then decide whether yourself, okay, is it worth it for me to do those things? Or is it necessary for me to do those things while they're in, while you're in their house? Cause I will say their house, their rules, even if you disagree with them, your house, your rules, they have a right to do that. No matter how messed up it, you think they are or they are, mm-hmm. it is their right to decide, hey, you can't do this in my house. You can't. So let's say let's say it's swearing, right? Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to swear in my house. It's, I'm hardcore about it. And your husband is quite the swearer. You can decide whether that's worth it. Maybe we hold back from swearing. But if it's something more intense than that, mm-hmm. then you need to decide, okay, is that worth or if you feel like your identity is getting taken That's away, what I'm saying. You gotta, you even need, just via swearing or whatever having a it set is, of rules. But then, you need to just decide, Yeah, like, are there rules problematic enough for you to not go to their house for a day or however it works? Yeah. And I would do your best to not try to attach the hurt with the rules. Because that's the big thing, right? Like, all those rules for you resemble so much hurt and pain and rejection mm-hmm. and abandonment and I'm sure so many different feelings that come but if you but you sound like you're at war with wanting to have a relationship with them yeah if this was if you had already moved on it's different but if you're like I'm at war then you just need to do your best to like try to remove the feelings around it think about it in a practical way and decide are these deal breakers when I go over to their house if they are we're not going to the house maybe we meet at restaurants whatever Mm -hmm. but you know decide what is worth it for you and then don't bend on it Mm -hmm. be be like this is what I need if to bend on this rule makes me feel very uncomfortable and that I deny myself my own identity, then you don't do it. Mm-hmm. Cause the more you bend yourself to their will again, the more you're going to resent it. You're going to resent them. The more you're going to feel trauma trauma. It's like, it's going to be a whole thing. Yeah. So like just decide what's important to you and roll with it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I definitely agree. And I feel like Alyssa, like you said, of it sounds like you're at war. Like you're not like I'm done. You like sound like you want to, continue to maintain a relationship with your family. Yeah. I think the thing I'm getting a little stuck on is your partner of like 10, 10 plus years yeah. that they refuse to acknowledge this person. Um, from my perspective, 10 years is a long time. Like this isn't like, Oh, I'm dating this person. It's been a year and they still won't acknowledge them like 10 years. This is, your husband, this is your partner. Um, I would be really curious to hear how your partner feels about it. Is it something that like 
your partner is like, eh, you know what? It's not a big deal. I don't mind you going over to their house without me and them having an issue with me, like doesn't bother me. Or is it something that like brings, uh, you know, difficult conversations into your relationship? Is it something that is like very painful to your partner? Is it something that can bring like contentiousness between the two of you, contention yeah. between the two of you? Um, because if, yeah, if your partner's like, whatever, it doesn't bother me, then obviously you're operating just in your dynamic with you, your parents and yourself. But if this is something that's really painful to your partner, and then that's obviously putting strain on your relationship, then that adds a new factor in. Um, so let's just say your partner, or even for you, where you're like, my partner doesn't care about it, but it's like hugely important for me, for my partner to at some point be involved with my family. Where I have a hard time is it's been a long time. So you can tell that your parents are not bending to this. It's not like, oh, in one more year, they're probably going to change their minds. It's like it's been 10 years and they don't seem to be bending. So depending on if that is a deal breaker for you or not, um, if I were you, and again, only you can decide because I don't know how much you want the relationship versus, you know, not having to deal with all this stress and trauma and all this. I might put ultimatums up. I might be like, you know what? You're going to have to, at this point, it's been 10 years. This is my husband. If my husband's not allowed in this house, then I'm not coming over to this house. Like bottom line. I don't know if you're comfortable, Alyssa, doing that. But for myself, I probably would start to do that again, specifically too, just because of the amount of time that it's been. Um... And I know that's so hard, but that might be what I would start doing is yeah. is creating a, some some hardline boundaries for myself. And maybe it, uh, the hardline boundary for you isn't an ultimatum. Maybe it's just like I'm drawing these specific lines in the sand to protect myself and I will not compromise those because I think from kids uh, and people who come from hyper religious like traumatic backgrounds that we can put a lot of guilt and shame on ourselves. So even when you I know for myself, when I go in sometimes to the house, I'm like, I have my hardline boundaries cut to an hour later conversation with one of my family members. And I'm like bending those boundaries because I feel that guilt and shame. And I'm like, yeah, I know it's OK. It's yeah. OK. Um, so I would hardline boundaries in a few areas. And if you see that your parents are <clears throat> continually continually stepping over those boundaries or not willing to accept those boundaries or those hard lines you set up, then I might question like maybe it is time to take a step away and let them know, not not communicate and just disappear, but be like until you're willing to respect you guys have your lines and I have mine until you're willing to respect mine. I can't have a relationship. Yeah. That's kind of where I land. But yeah, again, we're operating off of minimal detail here. Sure, so we don't really sure. know what your husband does that triggers them too. Cause you were talking about like, he lives a lifestyle that does whatever. So like, other than the fact that he's not a Christian, are there, is there, is like his job problematic to them? I don't know. There's, there could be a bunch of mm -hmm. different things. So with, with, without any of the detail, it's hard to give exact advice, but yeah, I think just decide what's important to you. Yeah. And then what you can kind of bend, like not bend, but what, what's not that big of a deal, but it's a huge deal to them. They're like, don't say the F word at our house. It's like, and that's not a big deal to you. And it's like, okay, cool. Like, then we'll just won't use the F word at the house. Right. But if it's like, you know, I need you to take 
yeah, I don't even know what, but like, you know, do some sort of ceremony for us. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm not <laughs> sure. into the ceremony, yes. you know what I mean? Whatever it is. So it's like, yeah. you know, you just gotta, you just gotta make those decisions yeah. and, and do what's right for you. And then, and then be cool with it. Be, be, you got, that's the reality. You gotta be okay with the fallout that comes with that. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I, you know, and just something to encourage you to walk away with, like in the midst of all this stress and trauma and trying to figure out how to manage this and how much you're willing to, what boundaries you're willing to put up and all of that. Um, I would just encourage you to to really focus on the the family that you have, your chosen family, and your relationship with your partner and the people in your life that you've brought in by choice and know that you have those people in your life who love you and accept you. And I know it's so painful to then not feel accepted and loved by your actual parents, but that that's a great place to put your focus in on is the chosen family, like yeah. through these tough times and mm-hmm. even asking bringing in chosen family to ask for help and suggestions on how to handle i know i've gotten so many words of wisdom from outside people in my life as yeah. i process through those details so yeah. but sending you so much love <sighs> and we love you all we love y'all and we hope you have a wonderful weekend what an amazing weekend and we'll see you next week we'll see y'all next week <laughs> peace and love y'all love you happy weekend bye, bye. <laughs>